I would encourage you, as you are coming down the stretch this new year, as the gate's about to drop and you're about to go into the first turn, you know there's gonna be lots of obstacles, but can I give you some good advice? Start fast. Thanks for listening to The Awakening Podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. We're gonna talk a little bit about something I think will really help us go into this new year strong. And this is really actually a bonus sermon. Uh, and, and, and it's not really a full sermon. We'll, we'll talk together for the next 10, 15 minutes. But this is kind of a bonus sermon in the series of uh, the Presence Driven Life. So we're gonna jump back into that series just, just to do something fun to start the new year out. And uh, today I wanna talk to you about a new year start fast. That's the title of my sermon, A New Year, Start Fast. I want to read to you one verse out of Zechariah uh, chapter 4, verse 10. It's a great verse. It says this, do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. What I love about this verse is it gives us the instruction, but then gives us the reaction from heaven. It says, don't despise small beginnings, because that's Many times that's what we go to. Many times that's our, um, our instinct is to belittle or, or think less of, especially things as they're beginning. But the Bible says, don't do that. And more than that, God rejoices to see work begin. God loves to see the shovel go into the ground. God loves to see blueprints laid out. Can I tell you this? God loves to see you begin to work on you. When you begin to invest in yourself, invest even in your spirit life, invest in your home, that's not little. And it's not little from heaven's perspective. The Bible says the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. And we're in a new year, we're in a new season. And I hope that this will be a new start for you. Because maybe we, in the past, we've made, you know, new year resolutions and, and broken it two weeks in. Or maybe, you know, we bought the gym membership and never showed up, you know. Or maybe we hear so much about, you know, new year, new me, that we just want to belittle it. But I really do believe that God rejoices to see work begin. He rejoices to see a new dawn in the morning. He rejoices to see a new season, a new time, a new year begin. And I would encourage you to... Um, to attach your faith to the newness of this year, attach your faith to the newness of this season. Because see, a new season brings a new start. I mean, this is true even in sports. It doesn't matter how you did last year. It doesn't matter how, the t how far the team went, if you went to the Super Bowl or if you missed the playoffs. When the new season comes around, this, all the coaches say the same thing. Forget last year, it's a new season and it's a new start. We see that physically with the four seasons that we have, uh, you know, in the, that, that kind of shifts around the world through spring and summer and, and fall and winter. We see that there's always a new season and then there's always a shifting to a new season. So it is in the physical, so it is in the spiritual. You know that there are spiritual seasons of your life. Sometimes it's easier to figure out what season you were going through as you come out of it. It's really tough to see kind of what spiritual season you're going into right at the beginning. You know, the Bible talks about the sons of Issachar, that they had discernment to even know what time, what season they were in. And I think that's a great thing to ask for, discernment to know, God, what season am I in right now? Am I in a sowing season or a reaping season? A am I in a season where I need to 
uh, work on my faith and, and ask the Lord to give me greater faith? Or am I in a season where I need to seek the Lord for wisdom? There are different times, different seasons that are in your life. And I want to tell you today, as we go into the new year, attach your faith to the fact that it's also going to be a new season a new season for this church. I pray it's a new season for your family. I pray it's a new season for yourself, a new season for your habits, a new season for your prayer life, a new season for even your heart, your will, your emotions. I believe if you begin to pray like this, God, in January, I want a new season. I believe God will answer those prayers. He wants to shift you. He wants to shift you. So I hope that makes sense. I believe not just a new year, we're headed into a new season. And I want to give you a little piece of advice on how to start a season well. You got to start fast. Start fast. Don't start slow. Don't start mediocre. Don't start with a laissez-faire attitude. You want to start fast. Most of you know that my dad is a dirt bike rider. Um, unreformed, still riding dirt bikes to this day, probably riding right now. And, uh, he grew up riding dirt bikes. So in my household, it was all, all dirt bikes. You know, some kids grew up watching football, hockey, baseball. For us, it was motocross. And he would, he would have the, the race on. He said, all right, now watch. And he would explain who all the guys are. And they'd have the bikes and they're, 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 they're at a gate all lined up. However many bikes, 20, 30 bikes across. And they're going to go right down the opening stretch and into a turn. And my dad would always say this. Now, Whenever you, you start that race, you got to start fast. You got to jump. You got to hit the momentum. You, as soon as that gate drops, you cannot hesitate. You need to start fast. And of course, he won many of the races he, he was in. So he had a lot of wisdom in how to start a race well. And we'd watch together as that gate drops, these bikes would roar to life, come flying down that main section and hit the turn. And whoever had the timing right, whoever went as hard as they could. Whoever had the momentum, whoever had less fear, no hesitation, they hit the turn first and automatically first, second, third place. And everybody else got bunched up in the pack and everybody else had to slow down so as to avoid a collision. The key to winning that race really was getting a really good start. You know, there's other different factors, keep going and, and resiliency and everything, but you can't underestimate a good start to a race that you need to win, start fast. I would encourage you, as you are coming down the stretch this new year, as the gate's about to drop and you're about to go into the first turn, you know there's gonna be lots of obstacles. You know you might crash throughout the race or people might be in front of you and you, know, you might get over the handlebars a little bit, but can I give you some good advice for some things that you can, you have some control over right now? Start fast. As soon as 2023 begins, we're in 2023, right? <laughs> I feel like it's been one last long giant year. As, as soon as 2023 begins, no hesitation, no fear. Whatever happened last year, whether it was good or bad, leave it in last year. Sometimes it's easier to leave the bad in last year than it is the good. But even the good, leave it in last year because God has a new season. He's got a fresh start. The gate's about to drop and we want to begin well. The Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Don't coast around. Don't judge your speed by everyone else around you. Don't get bunched up in the middle of the pack and say, I'm doing all right. I'm in 20th place, but I'm next to 23rd. No, we want to get a good beginning in our life. We want to have sharp minds, strong spirits. We want to be resilient. We want to, uh, to start well. I think sometimes 
the reason we don't start well, especially even in new seasons in the new year, is because many times we have feelings of frustration or fatigue and they overwhelm our focus. You know, when you're really tired, you make less good decisions. You know, when you're fatigued, your reaction's slow. And, 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 and I think the, um, the thing that would want to start, would want to stop our start this year would be these feelings of fatigue left over from last year. You might say, I'm just so tired. I'm sick of making decisions. This didn't go right. Last year I started with all this hope and things didn't go the way I would have hoped. I had all this energy and, and, and my energy dissipated by March. Or maybe you'll, you, you might think, well, I, you know, I, I had imperfect actions. You know, I, I couldn't have the habits I wanted or I didn't have the schedule I wanted. Or I didn't have the job I wanted. So you know what? I'm pulling my faith. I'm going to just coast into this next year. I'm not going to have any expectations. I'm not going to have any hope. The reality is you're saying I'm not going to have any faith, but I believe faith gets a jump on the year. Again, not saying that it might not be difficult, but no matter what happens throughout the race, I know that I can control one thing. I can control my attitude at the start of this race. 2023 is a start of a new race. I don't want to have a scattered mind. I don't want to be filled with excuses. I don't want to be justifying why I'm not going to give my all. I want to start with a dedication to God. I pray you want to start with a dedication to God. Say, God, let's make the most of this year together. We can't control how the whole season goes, but we do have a say in how it starts. So we want to start well that we might finish well. And I would encourage you, start fast. That's the key. In fact, I hope you start this season with a fast. You catch what I'm, I'm trying to make it memorable for us there. I think one of the best ways to start fast spiritually is with a fast physically. This year, we are beginning a two-week fast and we're actually starting it today. And as a church, we always begin our years with a fast. It's our way of coming out the gate strong. It's our way of coming out focused. It's our way of giving the best to God. I view it as a tithe of our year. The first two weeks, we're given directly to God. We are going to say no to ourselves and yes to God. We're going to tune our focus to God. And it's like giving him a tithe saying, Lord, we're going to give you the beginning of our year, but Lord, will you bless the rest of our year? We're going to focus on you at the beginning of our year, but Lord, will you walk with us through the rest of our year? And I have seen families be changed in this period of time. I've seen years be set up. I've seen miraculous things happen. I want to talk about that a little bit in a moment, but I would encourage you to start this season with this church as we go into a season season of fasting and prayer. We're going to do two weeks, 14 days this, uh, this year. And, and we're going to begin at sundown tonight, Sunday night. Now, if you're not fully prepared, begin tomorrow, but don't wait. Don't say I'll catch up next week or I'll do it the next time around, or, you know, maybe not this year. This is the year. The gate's about to drop. Start fast. Number one, I want to show you a couple different things about fasting. Number one, fasting practices self-denial. This is why fasting helps you get a good start on this new season, because fasting practices self-denial. Self-denial is the first step to salvation. We know this. Jesus says, if anyone wants to follow me, wants to come after me, wants to live like I live, the very first step is to deny yourself. Well, this doesn't come naturally to us. We, we're, we're not necessarily good at denying ourselves. Our instinct isn't denial. 
but Jesus demands it as the first step on the journey of salvation. And he says, if you wanna follow me, you gotta learn how to deny yourself. Fasting helps you with the action of self-denial. When you say no physically to food, when you say no physically to maybe um, an activity that you really love to do, you are telling yourself, well, you're telling yourself that there are things that are of greater importance than that things. There are things that are of more value than that thing. And it begins to focus yourself towards salvation. Look at it this way. Fasting is me telling me that I am not in charge. Fasting is you telling you that you are not in charge. Your body is not your own. Your body is not your master. Jesus is the master. He is walking ahead. And he says, and if you want to follow me, you have to learn self-denial. When we fast at the beginning of the year, we are practicing this sacred spiritual discipline of self-denial. See, it's not that easy though, of course, because we're creatures of comfort and we're surrounded by a society of excess. The solution to any problem from our society's perspective is more. Get more, do more, become more, spend more, make more. This is what they say to do to solve spiritual issues. And of course, this is our flesh as well. Always saying, you need more. You need more followers. You need more finance. You need more finer things. This is our flesh speaking. But the reality is, you know this to be true, less is more. John said, Jesus must become more. I must become less. This process of self-denial brings us closer to Jesus and Jesus is the goal. At the beginning of the year, we are gonna turn off even that, maybe that lingering voice from the economics of Christmas, of getting and getting and getting. You know, I've noticed with the little humans I have in my home that the more that you give them, uh, the less... um, I don't want to say the less gratefulness there is, but the more expectation of more there is. You would think it'd be opposite. You would think when they get it, they say, this is all I need. You, that's logic, but it's not human nature, is it? Human nature is the more I get, the more I need. But so true is it that the more you deny yourself, the better you get at denying yourself. Fasting helps you deny yourself, which is a step towards salvation. The second aspect uh, that I want you to see about fasting is fasting produces faith. Fasting produces faith. So many of us want greater faith, greater measures of faith. So many of us have lives that are centered around our faith. Well, fasting produces greater faith. There's this great story in the Bible where um, a father brings his child who was afflicted by demons. He brings him to the disciples and they can't cast him out. So of course they bring him to Jesus. Jesus rebukes the demon, casts it out, gone from the child and the the torture that it was bringing upon this young man. And the disciples ask Jesus, why were you able to cast out this demon? And we weren't able to. And you know, Jesus's response centers around their faith. He, He says this, he says, because you have so little faith, It's faith that is required to do things in the spiritual realm. In fact, he goes on to even say, if you just had a faith as small as a mustard seed, you could move mountains. Your faith so small, faith that is so small could still be so magnificent in its power. But then 
he goes on to tell them about that specific type of demon that he cast out of this young man, the type of deliverance that was required for this young man. He says, this kind does not go out except through prayer and fasting. Are you seeing this? Fasting produces faith. And there are some kinds of deliverance that you might need in your life for your children, for those around you, maybe in your crew, that they will not see unless there is prayer and there is fasting that is added to their faith. The disciples didn't know this. They didn't practice this. So they didn't have the power that was necessary to set this young man free. But Jesus did because he practiced prayer and fasting. What am I saying? I'm saying that there are some serious things that you cannot overcome unless you get serious in the spirit. And you do that through prayer and fasting. It will give your faith fuel. We see it every single year. It almost builds throughout the prayer meetings when we're fasting at the beginning of the year. People start to receive dreams and visions and you hear testimonies. It's pretty amazing. And you think, well, what is it? Is it that, you know, in the first weeks of January, God grows closer to us? Or is it that we grow closer to him? Is it that our faith is growing? Because it's not God, he's magnificent. He, he, he's expansive beyond the universe. He, he's not the one that's growing, it's us. It's our faith that's growing. As we pray and as we fast, we become attuned to the Holy Spirit. We're able to receive greater deliverance in our lives. We're able to have more spiritual power and authority over areas of our lives and the lives of others. Deliverance through us to those around us. I, I pray that, that we are a church that keeps prayer and fasting in the forefront. I mean, we're going to start the year, but really it's just to tell us this is what we're going to do this year. There's going to be different seasons of, of prayer. You know, in February, we're going to have prayer beginning on Wednesday nights and we're going to go for eight or nine weeks like that. We'll do different types of prayer in the summer and September. We'll add fasting days in. But the reason is because of this, because when people need deliverance, we want to be the kind of church that has the authority to bring deliverance into their lives. Jesus had it, his disciples didn't, but he said, but if you would pray and you would fast, your fasting would produce faith. It supercharges faith. I wonder, is there any area that you need divine intervention in your life? If so, I would ask you to target that area. I would ask you to even write it down because sometimes things are theoretical until they're written down and put right before you. Write it down and say, this is what I'm fasting for. Maybe you need to fast and pray for provision, maybe protection. Maybe you, like this young man, need deliverance in your mind, deliverance from your past. Maybe you need deliverance or healing in your body. I just got a message today from a good friend who, has, who texted me that he has healing in his body. Something we've been praying for and hoping for God is a good God and he hears, he heals, he delivers, he restores, but not if we don't ask and not if we're not specific. We try and help this every year. I have cards. Actually, we just use the prayer cards that we have here on Sunday. And, and I always encourage people to write down some specific prayers for the year. You know what's interesting? It's a lot of people will write prayers down in the first few weeks and sometimes even forget about those prayers but they'll find that card a couple months later at the end of the year, or sometimes even the next year when we bring out all the cards and they see that one prayer after another was answered. Why? I believe it's because they started right. They started well. 
They started with fasting and prayer. I hope during this season and the next two weeks, you see the miraculous happen in your health, in your bodies, health in your mind. I, I, I hope there's homes and opportunities that open up breakthrough if you need it. And I would encourage you one more thing, add communion into that because now we're using every single one of our spiritual weapons that the Lord has given us so that we can be powerful, presence driven in our lives. So to recap, fasting practices self-denial, fasting produces faith. And the third thing fasting does is it powers prayer. There's a story in the book of Daniel uh, where we get the Daniel fast from. He had received a, a vision that had shook him. So he began to pray for wisdom and understanding concerning this message from the Lord. The minute his prayer left his lips, it reached the altar of God and God dispatched an angel with a vision, with a revelation, with an answer to Daniel. But that answer didn't come for 21 days. So for 21 days, as Daniel was waiting for an answer from God, what did he do? But he fasted. He prayed multiple times a day. He denied himself. He kept his focus on God. And for 21 days, there was no answer. And yet he waited and persevered until an answer was to come. I wonder sometimes if we don't receive answers because we give up too quickly. But Daniel, he persevered. When the angel finally arrives, he tells Daniel why it took him so long to come with, uh, with an answer. He said, I was dispatched the minute that you prayed with an answer, but I was held up by the prince of Persia, spiritual darkness in a high place. And, and he held me back by his authority. It wasn't until Michael came and helped me. I mean, this sounds almost like mythological. It's unbelievable. It wasn't until Michael came and fought this battle for me that I was able to come and bring an answer to you. I, I guess what I'm saying is that when you fast, it powers your prayer. Daniel didn't just pray and walk away and say, whatever God does, he prayed and then he fasted until the answer arrived. For him, it was 21 days and it was a certain type of fast. But we take that as an example to see that when you pair fasting and prayer together, you will receive an answer from heaven if you don't let up. I almost view it like a, a Bluetooth speaker. You ever you know, for Christmas or something, get a new Bluetooth. And you know that you, when you're going to set up the speaker and pair it, you need to turn it on. You need to, and it, it starts pairing, it starts searching. And then you have your phone or your computer and that sends a signal, but you need both. You need the, the speaker open to receive and you need the computer sending a signal. You know, God will send a signal, but prayer and fasting, it opens, especially fasting, opens your spirit up to receive the signal for the Lord. 21 days, Daniel waited for a signal. 21 days, he prayed and he fasted. And for 21 days, there was a battle going on in the spiritual realm so that he could receive an answer. For the next two weeks, when we pray and we fast, we might not be able to see what our prayers are doing, but they are working. We might not receive an answer right away, but the answer is on its way. And we believe that if God did it for Daniel, he'll do it for us, that he still dispatches angels on our behalf. That fasting and prayer, it is powerful in the spiritual realm. And I hope you and I, we apply this power in our lives and in our homes. So this new year, I hope you have a fast start. And we're gonna begin with spiritual prayer and fasting. 
Let me give you a couple different types of fasting. As a church, I'm hoping that we do the Daniel fast for 14 days. We're going to start on a Sunday. We're going to end on a Sunday. The Daniel fast is no meat or dairy. It's uh, primarily vegetables. And if you want some of the details about it, uh, you can just Google it. There's tons of great blogs and, and everything. Make it really simple. So go to Whole Foods, get some vegetables. You know, it might be a little bit more expensive, but again, it's a tithe right at the beginning of two weeks where we say, Lord, we are going to eat what we don't like and we're going to focus on you. By the way, fasting is not to lose weight. That might be a, a good little byproduct, but that's not the purpose. The purpose is to deny yourself and focus your mind on God. After three or four days, when you have cut coffee and cut dairy and cut all that stuff that you love, after three or four days when you're going through it, I'm telling you, you're going to receive a breakthrough. And I, I even believe there's going to be a spiritual grace on your life as you do it. So I'd ask you as a church, will you join us in the Daniel fast? And if you're not ready, go out, Buy the stuff on Monday and start then and we'll get those two weeks in together. There's another type of fast, which is liquid only. You might want to add some days in. I would, I would suggest Wednesday. Maybe on Wednesday you say, but on Wednesday, I'm going to do water only or liquid only. And again, this is to deny yourself and attune to God. The third type of fast is a lifestyle fast. Now, some people say, well, I'm not going to do the Daniel fast because it's too difficult or I need to eat as if we all don't or I work out as if we all don't. But Daniel fast uh, it, that you might say is too much. I'm just going to do my lifestyle. Can I ask you, try the Daniel fast. Even if you only make it two days, that's two days better this year than last year. Try the Daniel fast. And maybe if you've mastered this, add some liquid only days because our goal is to increase our spiritual discipline in our life. And then the third thing is, I, I see this as an additive. There might be some lifestyle fasts that you want to add in the first two weeks. And by the way, all of these things are things you might do throughout the year. When I say lifestyle fast, I mean, maybe you should fast some media. Maybe you should fast the news and maybe you should keep that fast going all year long. Maybe you should fast social media. If that's something that you love more than anything else, the, the, the endless consumption, you say these next two weeks, I am going to not consume anything from those apps. I'm deleting them off my phone. And, and during that time, I'll read Bible verses. I'll go on you version. I'll fill that time with something else. Maybe you need to fast some types of music and you say worship only for the next two weeks. For me and my wife, we were planning on uh, only watching The Chosen or Jesus shows for the next two weeks as we're doing the Daniel fast as well. I, I don't know what it would be for you. It might be video games. I, I'm not sure, but it should be something that hurts. And it should be something where you say, I'm going to take this time and I, that I usually spend on self and I'm going to replace it with time with God. I believe when we do this as a church, heaven will hear, God will dispatch angels on our behalf and we will get a fast start at the beginning of this year. Our prayer meetings for those of you that are physically here uh, in Rhode Island are uh, at uh, 6 a.m. the first week, Monday through Friday. I'd love to see you come out. Come out as many days as you can. It's cold, it's freezing, but I, I don't know. I just feel like God loves that kind of stuff. And it's always an awesome prayer meeting. The second week we'll be meeting here at the church, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 6 p.m. And if you're online and you're not able to make it here, I'd encourage you to download the Glorify app and use that app every day to commune with God. It's a, it's a really awesome thing. But again, the goal of all of this is not to condemn you or it's not to make you feel like you're not doing enough. The goal is to give you a weapon that's very sharp and very powerful. It's very spiritual. And if you begin to wield it and wield it well, I believe you'll begin to grow in the areas of your life that you're desperate to grow in. My hope is that you start fast this year. Let last year go. And, uh, and I'm believing for a new season.
a new spiritual season for your life. That God still has many good things. And through the trials and the difficulties of this year, may God reign supreme over it all. Thanks for listening to the Awakening Podcast. We hope this message has encouraged you. If you want to learn more about our church, visit us online at awakening.global. We'll see you soon.